This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Three Kicks is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Rick, move out of the way. Here comes a bear. German nudists. Pubic hair beer. Mm. My brush with a A-list celebrity comedian. And a snippet from our interview with voiceover guru, Debbie Derrier. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an Opi show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Here we are. Uh, towards the very end of the season, uh, we are at the uh, at the brink of uh, another Champions League uh, semifinals. And, you know, we're going to get into some of the things that happened last weekend. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening uh, soon. But first, I, I do have some audio that needs to be played because what we want to find out is what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? And actually, there's only one Premier League team left in the uh, the Champions League. Only one out of the final eight. And that's uh, that's not nearly as good as they've done over the past few years, isn't it? No. Well, when you think about last year, they had two in the final. You know, right. and uh, exactly. we basic we we basically owned Europe, the 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 English. So we had. We also had Chelsea and Arsenal in the Europa League final. Yep. And then you had in the Champions League final Tottenham versus Liverpool. So all of those are, are out, unfortunately. But I still think Manchester City's got a good chance of winning it, though. I do, too. And Manchester United is, uh, advanced to the semifinals of the Europa League yesterday. That's right. That's right. And Wolves plays today on yep. Tuesday. I know we'll probably know the results by next week. So, right. yeah, could be, an, could be an all-English final in the Europa League. Who knows? <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Uh, So let's talk about some of the games that happened uh, this past weekend. And um, it did not go so well for your boys in blue. Yes. It was always going to be very difficult. Like I I mentioned last week, um, you know, I was going with my heart there, not so much my head. Going 3-0 down. um, And then they conceded the early goals. Right. And it was very, very difficult to uh, to get back. So at 2-1, there was a, there was a slight chance but uh, when they scored those two more goals. But it really kind of exposed the the youth of Chelsea a little bit. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think now, as we were chatting before the broadcast, I think you're seeing when you're looking at the transfer rumor mill, I think every player that's now available is – Oh, he could be going to Chelsea. He could be going to Chelsea. <laughs> so uh, that you're, you're going to see a lot of that, especially with with Chelsea not signing any players in the last couple of years. They're going to be looking to try and make a, a big impact. And you know, there's a couple of things about that game. One is that uh, Chelsea was went into that game, you know, with half of their roster almost. They they were decimated with injuries. Um, and the other thing is, Bayern München is a darn good team. Uh, they, yeah. They are very strong. No question. I mean, when you look at the players they have, obviously Lewandowski up front, um, you know, it was a 7-1 aggregate score to right. give you an idea of, yeah. of, the cru- of the crushing 
way that they actually went through. Um, but yeah, with Lewandowski, with Moller, with, with these, these are veteran players. And even Frank Lampard, you know, he expressed that after the game. You know, these are players that he played against. Right. <laughs> so these are, yeah. these are players that he was, you know, going toe to toe with when he was at the, the highest level. So when you expect the, the youth of Chelsea's, uh, players, it was great experience for them. You know, when Callum Hudson Odoi, Tammy Abraham, these types of players, Mason Mount, these, it gives them great experience for them in the future, and hopefully we'll hold them in good stead as they move forward. You know, into the into the Champions League next year, which they qualified for. Well, let's talk about uh, Man City because Man City is the lone remaining English team in the uh, in the Champions League, and as you mentioned, they might be one of the favorites to win it. They got a break this past week when uh, Juventus was knocked out uh, by Lyon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I feel bad for Ronaldo because the the finals are are going to be in Portugal, his home country, and now his team's not going to be in it. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, tough one for Juventus in terms of not getting through. Um, and Manchester City looked fantastic. I thought they looked really good against you know a Real Madrid that were ultimately you know they were the Spanish champions. Yeah, you know, so uh, they knocked them off. Um, and to be fair, it could have been more than 2-1. could have been 5 or 6, to be fair. Um, I think the interesting part of the game, and there was a lot of discussion about it, was uh, Real Madrid's you know, uh, decision to play out of the back uh, right. as much as they did. And what ended up happening was they got exposed by Manchester City, especially with, with the young Phil Foden and Raheem Sterling putting them under a lot of pressure. And that ultimately uh, led to... Uh, Varane, who was their centre back, having a bit of a, you hate to say, it, a bit of a nightmare, and gave away a couple of uh, easy passes for those guys to pretty much walk the ball into the net. And and Sterling is one of the most dangerous players in the world right now. He's got yeah. the, he's got that pace, but he's also now figured out how to use it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I I think he he's a he's a world. You know, a world-known player now. I mean, he's really on the on the world stage. I think, um, along with him and Kevin De Bruyne, who basically is he can dictate games whenever he right. chooses to. Uh, you've got a player in them who can unlock and and with his speed and Sterling's ability just to to really kind of aggravate defenders. Uh, he gives he give he puts himself in good opportunities to score lots of goals, and that's what he does. You know, yeah. he's. He's been, been pretty consistent this year. Probably not his best year. Uh, at the start of the year, he came out flying. But I think overall, Manchester City had a decent year. But maybe he's going to come to fruition here at the uh, in the Champions League in Portugal. Well, I mean, they have so many weapons, even with Aguero injured. That you know, you've got uh, Mares uh, coming on the other side. You've got you know yeah. De Bruyne. Uh, Gabriel Jesus is uh, looking yes. very strong right now. Exactly. Uh, so you know, I I'm kind of with you. I I like I like Man City's chances. Um, so yeah. let's talk about uh, the actual games coming up this week. We have uh, one game that's going to happen before this episode drops, and that's the uh, Atlanta versus PSG. Now I was talking to yeah. to my uh, son, who's my uh, my soccer consultant. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was saying, boy, PSG's got to be the favorite, and he goes, I don't know about that. And that's right. what you were saying, too. Yeah, I, I think Atalanta's got a great opportunity. Now, obviously, 
looking at PSG, they're under a lot of got some really serious injuries. You know, Mbappe is probably just going to be on the bench. Right. He had that serious ankle injury uh, during the end of their season, um, so he's going to be back. Um, and then I believe Marco Verratti, who's their kind of their leader in the middle of the field, he's going to be out as well with a with a hamstring injury. So Thomas Tuchel, the the manager's got some got some you know issues in terms of stronger players being available. Um, they've still got Neymar, yeah, who obviously can change <laughs> the game in any any given time. And Thiago Silva, their centre back, who's been there for quite a long time, the Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's going to be. This is probably his last go around. I think that he's talking about retiring at the end of the season. So, yeah, he's sixty-two uh, years old. <laughs> that's right. So he's motivation there. But so it's going to be tough for them. Obviously, that they have the players. But this Atalanta team, nobody really knows anything about. And it was interesting for me because I did a little bit of research on them. But my goodness, what a team. I mean, it's really an exciting team to watch. I'm really looking forward to watching this game just because of how they play. They play a 3-4-3. So they play this way of basically high press, kind of similar to to what Liverpool does. But they don't necessarily have the the names of what Liverpool has. They don't have the the, the front three of, of Liverpool. But they just do a fantastic job of putting teams under pressure and scoring lots of goals. And their main player is this player called Papu Gomez, uh, Gomez, who's kind of their number 10. He kind of floats around, moves around all over the place. So he's going to be one player to to really watch in the game because he could really dictate things. But it'll be interesting to see how much pressure they put on PSG at the beginning of the game. If PSG can you know, withhold that and remember, this is one game. So it's not right. a two-legged affair. So anything can happen. Yeah, that's true. And the other game is interesting, too, because uh, both teams kind of came in limping into this uh, into this uh, final eight, and that's a Leipzig and Atletico. Yeah. They were both yeah. flying high, and then after the uh, break, they neither neither team has really been that impressive. Yeah, they kind of, kind of like you said, limped in. Uh, obviously, Leipzig have lost their main striker to my team, mm-hmm. so Timo Werner is not going to be there, so they're going to do – to really kind of um, rely on uh, Patrick uh, Chico, I believe it is. He's going to be the, the main player for them. Um, so we'll see how they do. Obviously, their manager, I, I kind of re- watched him a lot from afar, Julian Nagelsmann. He was actually at Hoffenheim before he went to Red Bull, and he was kind of one of those younger managers that were kind of, his name was being thrown around with, when Real Madrid, when they didn't have a manager and other places as well. So, He's a he's the type of manager I think is going to go on to bigger and better places. But, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you there because I mean Leipzig is, um, you know Leipzig has never been a powerhouse in any way, and he really has been the guy who's brought this team together. Yeah, yeah. So they're really going to le- you know rely on Patrick Schick as their kind of their main striker up top. But the thing with Atletico, you know, especially with the Diego Simeone teams. Those guys just grind things out, and they got a player as a forward who I know very well. You probably remember him as well, Diego Costa, who's just a pain, yeah. striker-wise, and he's just going to cause problems for them. He's probably not their best player. Um, they've got Yao Felix, who's the Portuguese number ten, that causes all kinds of uh, great uh, aggravation for players from a, from a skill standpoint. Uh, but uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see 
how Atletico plays because Leipzig are not necessarily uh, classy in terms of how they play. So it could be uh, maybe maybe when you look at the games, it's probably going to be the dullest out of all the four games. Right, it could be a defensive struggle, but with uh, yes. Costa up there, he is one of those uh, irritants that somehow finds the back of the goal. Right. All right, let's talk about the game I think that is the most exciting out of all these matchups, and that is Barcelona against Bayern. Holy macaroni. That's going to be something. Yeah. When you look at that, that could be a final. That basically could be yeah. a final in the yeah. Champions League, and it should be, you know, in a lot of ways. It's kind of unfair um, for both of those teams. Yeah, it really is. I mean, both teams have so much quality, so many good players. Um, you know, when you look at the history of, of the groups, you look at Barcelona and Bayern Munich have had a lot of the same managers. You know, right. you've got Pep Guardiola, right. <laughs> Louis van Gaal. You've had all of these different groups of people. Both have um, previously won the Champions League multiple times. Yeah, exactly. Both of like, both of them won it five times. So yeah. they, you know, so they've both done extremely well. So that historically, this is these are two of the European powerhouses, no question. And there's a lot of players that have kind of moved between the two. You know, Coutinho is now at Bayern and right. was at Barcelona. And you've got all these different players that have kind of moved around a little bit. So, yeah, it's going to be a really, really good game. Uh, like I said, worthy of a final. Um, I, I still think that Bayern's just going to have a little bit too much for them. You know, that, if I was to predict a, a, a winner out of the game. But uh, you never know. One game, anything can happen. Yeah, I agree. And then the the final matchup is Man City against Lyon, and right. uh, Man City is obviously heavily favored on that one. I would say, I would think so. Uh, I think Lyon was probably it was a bit of a surprise for them to get through against Juventus, especially because their season had ended quite a long time ago. You yeah. know, they hadn't played in a few months, uh, and Juventus had kept on playing, obviously knocking out Ronaldo in the group. So, uh, but they deserved it. Got a good victory. Uh, maybe that might be the end of the road for them. You know, obviously we talked about Man City and the, the depth and the strength that they have in their squad. So again, I think yeah, may, I think it might be a Man City match, and then they would actually play the winner of Bayern versus Barcelona in a semi-final, another potential final. So yeah, yeah, how that, about that, that? That that half of the draw is extremely tough. So yeah, it's way 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 tougher than the other <laughs> half of the draw. Yeah. So one of those one of those first four teams we talked about is going to get into the final, which is yeah. it doesn't seem right, but it's going to happen. So we'll see how that goes. Now um, the Premier League starts up again very soon. Uh, and we may have like two or three weeks where we're not doing shows, and that's it because we'll be right back soon. Um, why don't we talk about some of the things that are happening? First of all, we found out that uh, Fulham is going to be the uh, last of the. Uh, championship teams that moves up that's right yeah had had a big win in in the they call it the most expensive game in the history of soccer so they won that match against um brentford yep so both two kind of west london teams i was happy either one so now fulham getting in that's chelsea's big rival so that you can throw another derby into the uh the season fixtures this next year and they were just down for one year right i mean was right that, yeah so Congratulations to them to make it back up. It's not so easy to go down and come right back up. Very few teams no. actually pull that off. Yeah, and Scott Parker, who was a former Chelsea player, who's the manager of Fulham, did a tremendous job. Uh, all the players after the game 
uh, were really complimentary of what he did to bring everybody together. Because at the start of the season, it was a bit of a mess. You know, they wasn't sure what was going to happen. And uh, so give him a lot of credit. There was an interview that he did. If people get a chance to see, I'll try and see if I can post it on our Twitter feed. But he did a great interview after the game talking about, you know, the team and how how well they did as a group. So it's a really good motivator for teams uh, kind of coming back up. And there are now, three, I think, pretty, three pretty strong teams coming back into the Premier League, and any of the three could stay up. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, you got Leeds, who, who were the champions, who was, you know, we talked about their history and how strong they are. And then you got West Brom, that just got, who just came, came back up again, so they hadn't been gone very long, and then Fulham. So you got three teams that have the history of sticking around in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about some of the player movement. We kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, it, it seems like uh, Man- Manchester United and Chelsea are at the uh, basis of all rumors. It's either nope. <laughs> players are going either to one place or the other. And uh, Newcastle for a while was in that mix because they were going to get a new owner. But that's looking like that may not happen now. That's right. Yeah, Newcastle kind of on the verge. I know there's... I was listening to a Newcastle fan. He was kind of asking the uh, the government to try and get a little bit more involved because they want to know why this is not going through. So there could be some more um, more traction with with the ownership taking over. And uh, I think there was a discussion about um, the potential of um, you know a, a, an Arabian country. Uh, taking over so there was this confusion as is it really fair for saudi arabia to actually own a football team right. so you know and, and i get that Makes- do they have any money there I, I don't really follow it but uh yeah imagine if uh if newcastle had that kind of financial backing uh, you know that would be that'd be something yeah i mean there's no question and i i think i've even mentioned this before if i was to be able to own a team that would certainly be one of the teams i would love to own because of the passion of the fans and and the group and the history and everybody talks about soccer all day long right that's all they talk about so it would be a great team to uh, to own i mean a lot of pressure no question uh, but certainly a, a group that you would you would really feel good about in terms of if you was able to move them along because they 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 are a sleeping giant so to speak uh let's talk about the other sleeping giant manchester united because uh they have uh they have been going hard for English player Jaden Sancho who plays in uh, in Dortmund. And uh, as of today, as of this taping, uh, that uh, is not going to happen. But you said, don't be surprised if it does. Right. I mean, like we mentioned, it's officially a transfer saga. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it's it's going to be ongoing. Dortmund saying he's not going. He left with Dortmund for their uh, preseason uh, tour. I think they're going maybe Scandinavia somewhere, I believe. Uh, so he's gone on tour with the team. But I think Man United are still going to dig away. And and this has happened before. I mean, there was times when I think even when you look at. Uh, Harry Maguire was recently their centre-back. That was on, it was off, it was on, it was off. So I will be surprised that Man United are going to keep digging and try and get uh, Jane Sancho. He's only 20 years old, and he could be a massive difference maker for them. Yeah, he's he's already a superstar in the Bundesliga. Yeah. You know, it'd be great to get him back in the Premier League because uh, he is uh, he's an English boy. 
That's right. Love, love to see him playing back in the Premier League. It'd be great. All right. We have lots more to cover. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening in uh, in your office. We've, we're going to guess the Premier League star. We're going to get your uh, TV tip. Um, but first, we need to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Hey, guys. Brand new and friends this week. And guess what we got this week? Buzzers. Yeah, baby. But you know what's going to happen this week? Definitely not going to be a mess. Ha ha! Gonna be a real buzz of a time. Buzzers! It's gonna be all this and more on New and Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. <laughs> Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, Lego pulls out all the stops with their stunning rendition of a Bugatti Chiron. Plus, what car features do you really need? I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Constable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. Uh, let's find out what's happening here locally. And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news, soccer news. with Coach Adam. Coach Adam. So you've been a busy beaver. Lots of yeah. lots of stuff going on uh, in the uh, local area. Why don't you tell us about it? Sure. Yeah. So obviously, you know, we're dealing with kind of this new normal in terms of how things we're going to adapt. So we're obviously changing in terms of what youth soccer can be done. So starting uh, this next weekend, it's going to be through intra club competitions and training. Like I said, you know, we're fortunate that we're still playing, you know, obviously during this COVID-19 situation, but uh, we're going to continue to do that. But but then also, you know, one of the big, big areas, and we, we mentioned this in our webinar, was to really try to kind of help coaches get some more information. And so this past weekend, uh, we returned to education. So I was able to go down to Bloomington. We're in the midst of a, a de-licensed course. So we were out on the field, which was great. Uh, socially distancing, wearing my face masks the whole time. It was a hot one. <laughs> There's no question. So we were out there, but uh, we got through it. And uh, so we're going to be uh, uh, rescheduling all of our courses. So we're going to start uh, getting back into the education realm uh, starting uh, the weekend, I believe, of 21st, 22nd. We're going to have a virtual part of the course and then an on-field part of the course. So luckily we'll be outside. We won't be in a classroom. And uh, we're going to see how it goes. We're really excited working with U.S. soccer with this new, what we call a blended learning format. So it's half and half, virtual and then on the field. It's a, it's our new reality. It's, uh, what, it is, what it is. really is. So, yeah, I mean, most of the schools are not starting back up and, you know, um, in person. Most of the schools are, are starting remotely. So we're kind of doing the same thing, although we're able to go outside and do these field sessions, you know, from from that standpoint. Um, so we, we're, we're lucky that we're able to do that. But obviously, we're taking all the precautions that we need to, being careful, making sure that everything's sanitized, everybody's safe, um, and, and dealing with that. So that's been a big part of it. So I know we're going to do a little bit of a campaign this week, uh, letting people know that we're back. And if people are interested in taking coaching education courses, especially during this downtime, because they, they won't be having as many games, just doing a lot of training. Right. It's a perfect time if you're a coach. Exactly. Reach out to reach out to me and we'll get you set up. 
Okay, great. Um, let's uh, let's play our favorite game. You ready? All right. Here we go. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, I'm going to warn you. This one's a little obscure. Oh, great. <laughs> Are they currently in the Premier League? That's all I need yes, to know. Yes, <laughs> currently okay. in the Premier League. All right, all they right. get relegated. All right. No. Uh, so this uh, this week's star, and by the way, for you those of you at, at home, play along. The goal is to try to guess it before Adam does. And, and let us know if you do, because we always enjoy that. Um, <laughs> this week's star is 27 years old. So an established star in the prime of his career. Right. Right. Um, he has a pretty unusual background. He's Jewish. Not many Jewish players. His family is of Latvian descent. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, he plays right back, and he's known for his speed. <laughs> okay. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same guy as last week. <laughs> uh. He has 62 caps for his national team. So he plays uh, He plays pretty regularly for his national team, and his national team isn't Israel, Latvia, or England. Okay? He wow. has previously played for two other teams in England, Tottenham for one game, and Sunderland. He was loaned out to Sunderland for a season. But he has been with his current team since 2016, and has played over 100 games for them. This is somebody you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's, a, here's a big clue. All right. He recently spoke out very eloquently in favor of Black Lives Matter because of the strife in his home country and because he himself is a person of color. Okay. I I've, I've just threw you off with the Jewish Latvian thing. You really did. You really have. <laughs> he wears number 22 for his okay. Premier League team. And they wear black and white stripes. All right. Okay, so I've got a good idea that it's Newcastle United. Yes. And he's number 22. Yep. And he plays right back. Would yep. he be an American player by he, any means? He would be. Okay. <laughs> And he's played on the national team a few times. 62 times. His name is DeAndre Yedlin. Very good. Wow, that was a tough one. I really... Complete Latvian and uh, Jewish. No, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea until I looked it up. I, I had no idea that he was Jewish or Latvian. Um, I, and apparently, uh, you know, he was raised by his mother. He yep. never even met his father. Um, but uh, is a uh, is a uh, one of the uh, most important players on the American national team. Yes, yes, yeah. I remember when he was because he came out of high school. He I think he he played at Akron University of Akron for a little bit of time, um, and then he, I think he played one season before he left, and then ended up going and playing with the Seattle Sounders. So that's right. where he kind of got noticed, and then obviously went to Tottenham, like you said was there for a cup of tea and then left to go to Newcastle United yeah. via Sunderland. Yeah. So, yeah, 
Interesting. Okay. So it's uh, time for the reason I tune in, and, and we talked about this off the air before we started, but uh, why don't you tell everybody about uh, Adam's Weekend TV Tip. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. What do you got? Well, it's going to be, like, like we talked about it, this could be could be a final, could be certainly a Champions League final-worthy match. It's going to be on Friday again, so you're going to have to get out of work early or get out of your Zoom meeting, you know, complain about internet issues, something <laughs> like that. Whatever you need to do, that's what I do. You know, oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm going under a bridge. I'm going under a bridge. Okay, there's a game on. <laughs> you know, you know, my my friend Dave. Uh, figured yeah. out that uh, if you put a magnet near the uh, the camera on your uh, <laughs> on your computer, that it, it distorts the image a little bit. And uh, he does this when he wants to get out of Zoom calls. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I, I, can you guys see me? <laughs> that's, so that's a tip for you. Free one on Friday. That's a good one. Now, unfortunately for Dave Sturd, he's now completely screwed because you just told the whole world exactly what he does. Well, I didn't say his last name. You did. (laughs) Sorry. Could have been any Dave. It could be any Dave. It could have been the center back for the the right back for uh, Chelsea. For Chelsea. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's the one who does it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You're right. But, uh, But, yeah. So, anyway, the game to watch, Barcelona. Versus Bayern, what a match, 2 o'clock, get out of it. You should be a good match. Should be a really good game. Messi versus Lewandowski. Yes. Thomas Miller, who's always been one of my favorite players. I, I first saw him in 2010 at the uh, at the World Cup in South Africa. And he oh, was, yeah. He was just 20 years old at the time, so he's just 30 now. Oh, you you went you went there, right, to watch games? That's I right. did. I yeah, that that was uh, that was one of the highlights of my life going down there to South Africa to see that. Mm-hmm. That was just absolutely amazing. Awesome. All right, so if you're a fan of free kicks, uh, we do have another uh, show coming up next week, probably our uh, our season ender. Um, uh, tell a friend to to find us. Uh, uh, you can go to Spotify, go to opishows.com, wherever you find podcasts. Search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distribu- distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, I'm going to tell you all about something that I hadn't done in five months. Were you amazed, Steve? I was amazed until you finally turned the shower on. (laughs) (laughs) And then Steve's animal stories and the show he watches all about them. (laughs) On the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury. Barry and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. If you missed Los 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 Angeles,
Los Anno and friends, here's what you miss. Can women play in sports right. with men? Mm-hmm. My argument is that I don't think they can. I'm just saying if they can do it, let them do it. If they can't do it, it's the same qualifications. Evie and I were talking about basketball, and she doesn't feel that women could play basketball. But then she described this guy named Derek Rose. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know enough about this stuff. But she was like, he's like a girl. Well, okay. Um, Holy hold on, hold on. This is awesome. Oh he, Tony, Tony says things. Tony says things just for people. Mike, Mike so, yeah. First of all, first of all, Tony doesn't even know Derek Rose. Uh, I said that a girl, because there's a WNBA, and, and I think women are incredible athletes and they're incredible competitors. Um, but I don't think that they could play at the same level as professional you said as a man. Boring and slow. All right, you need to stop. <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called.